I freaking love habits. But teacher friends, are you with me that your summer habits and your school habits are really, really different? Maybe you found yourself getting into some bad habits during this past school year, which quite frankly was easy to do in all of the crazy. Maybe you are hoping to get off onto a better foot next school year, next fall, when we get a fresh start, fresh students, fresh paint on those walls, fresh sealant on that floor. Fresh starts are really important. And I think a fresh start has a much better chance of having an awesome end if we have really strong habits. And that is why I am re-releasing one of the most played episodes from season three called Four Habits That Will Take Your Teacher Game to New Levels in 2022. Now, this was released right before the new year, but what's really cool is all of these ideas will work perfectly, not for the new calendar year, but for the new school year. I still am truly doing these habits that I talked about in the winter, now in the summer. They might look and feel a little bit different, but they are just ingrained into my life. And I think they're gonna make a huge impact on your life. So let's roll the original recording. We often hear and see things in the media, things like new year, new you. And quite frankly, I think that's a load of BS. I think sayings like that devalue the fact that we have to put in a ton of work in order to make our lives and our classrooms successful. Just because the calendar year is flipping over to 2022 doesn't mean that we are automatically going to become new. It doesn't mean things are going to automatically get easier and everything's going to be better. Now that might sound like a massive downer, but the good news is in this episode, we are going to give you four habits that can truly revolutionize your life in your school year. No BS, no sugarcoating, just four practical things that I do every single day that I want to share with you because I think they can make your 2022 awesome. Before we get into the episode, I want to share a five-star review that was left on the Apple Podcast app. The listener said, Monica's got our backs. Listening to the This Teacher Life podcast has been the boost I needed this year. After listening to Monica, I feel I have this little positive person on my shoulder whispering in my ear and helping me get through this crazy year. My classroom feels like family and I have never had such great relationships with my students. I could seriously listen to this podcast every day on the way to school. Thank you to Snyder for being the listener of this week and leaving that empowering five-star review. If you haven't yet left a written review, maybe 2022 is where you're going to take just a couple of minutes and write your reflections on what this podcast has done for you. I think the This Teacher Life podcast is going to make a massive impact in 2022 
not because of my words, not because of my episodes, but because of incredible educators like you who are listening and downloading the podcast every week. You hitting that subscription button re-emphasizes why we need free audio wisdom like this coming into our car stereos on our commutes to school. So I want to thank you for being here right now. I want to thank you for being a This Teacher Life listener and subscriber. And I want to wish you an incredible 2022. Not because this new year is going to make a new you. Because I think this new year can create awesome for you with these four habits that we're going to hear in this episode. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. The term New Year's resolution is something that we see so much right now. It's in marketing, it's in advertisements, and maybe you have even considered what a New Year's resolution is going to look like or sound like or feel like for you this year. But when we think about a resolution, it's basically making a decision to do or to not do something. And I think resolutions, because they're simply a decision, create not a lot of follow through, which is why within the second or third week of January, so many of us have already canceled or forgotten about our resolutions because it's a simple decision. So then we're like, okay, well, maybe I need to make a 2022 goal Well, a goal is just something that we strive for. And teacher friends, I don't want us to just strive for something. I don't want us to just make a quick decision about something. I want us this year to create some habits. Because when we create something, we get momentum. And when we get momentum, we are more motivated And when we are motivated, mm, some monumental change can happen. So let's create some habits. I want to share in this episode four habits that are absolutely part of my momentum. They're part of my routine. I do these four things every single day. Some I've been doing for about a year or so, and some I've been doing for about mm, more than 10 years. And I think it helps 
every part of my day to be better because some of the decisions that I've made prior to my alarm clock going off each morning. So the first habit that I want to tell you about that I think could make a big impact for you is something that I've only been doing for about six months. I didn't even know that there was a setting in your phone that could cause your apps to shut down automatically at a certain time. I don't know about you, but since COVID, my sleeping routine and my sleeping habits have definitely changed. And I would find that I would crawl into bed around 10, but then at 11, 11.30, sometimes even midnight, I would still be on my screen, mindlessly scrolling through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and going through emails. Like, no one needs to be answering emails at 11.45 p.m. That's not good for our brain. That's not good for our body. And that's not good for us the next day. And so what I decided to finally do was force myself to put my phone down, right? We can say, oh, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop the screen time. I'm going to use less screen time. But I went into my settings and I went into screen time usage and I set parameters so that every single night, even on the weekends, every single app, with the exception of my phone, turns off at 10 p.m. Like I cannot access them. They go, they almost look like they're being ghosted. And it shows that I can send and receive text messages from a select group of people in case of like an emergency or something like that. And I can also receive phone calls from anybody, again, in case of an emergency. But browsing the Google or the Amazon blocked Hopping onto Instagram to scroll some through th- some things blocked. Um, going in and answering an email, nope. It shuts down at 10. And the only way that I can get into those apps is by going through a series of entering my passcode. It's creating a habit that says, you don't need to be on your phone past 10 p.m. Go to bed. And that has been incredible. Not only that, I actually took it a step farther. Because I do do so much work from my phone, especially work like answering direct messages from you guys and interacting and building relationships with teachers on social media like you. Maybe you found this podcast because we connected online. But at the end of the day, I was finding myself spending four, sometimes five hours on social media apps, not necessarily mindlessly scrolling, but I was spending too much time on that and not enough time on things like reading or even something as simple as like watching TV or God forbid, you know, spending one-on-one communication time with the people who were right in front of me. So I set another parameter that after two hours of being on apps in a given day, 
whether that app was Amazon ordering something for my classroom or ordering something for my house or whether the app was Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any app, two hours is the max. After two hours, all of those apps shut down. And that means that sometimes I get kind of locked out of my phone prior to 10 p.m. This has been so positive for me. And maybe in 2022, the habit that you need to create is setting the phone down and getting better sleep or setting the phone down and having real human communication with your kids or your friends or your colleagues or your spouse or your significant other who's sitting right in front of you. Maybe now is the time where you're hitting pause on this podcast and you're opening up the settings on your phone and you are creating reasonable parameters for yourself. But I can tell you at first I was like, this is so terrible. I hate getting locked out. But what I realize now over six months into this is I don't miss it. I'm being smarter with my time on social media. I am still sending the same number of direct messages, still recording the same number of Instagram stories, still connecting in my inbox with awesome teachers like you. I'm just not doing all the extra mindless stuff that wasn't benefiting any of us. I still have joy using social media. I still have positive relationships getting built but it's a whole lot better for my brain and body. And that's tip number one. That's habit number one. Creating space on your social media and on your cell phone. The second thing that I want to focus on is definitely more of a body habit. I don't know if you notice, but the ads that are coming through on your cell phone and the ads that are coming through on Hulu or YouTube or whatever you're watching on TV, this is the time of the year where we are getting far more Peloton tread and bike ads. This is the time where Planet Fitness is saying, hey, there's no joining fee. Maybe you've gotten a postcard in the mail from your local YMCA. Maybe you're getting more coupons for things like Healthy Chef. So boxes are getting delivered to your house so you get into a better eating routine. Guys, this is not on purpose, or this is not not on purpose. Another way to say it is this is obvious because the industry, society knows that so many of us are setting health or fitness goals for 2020. It's not even 2020. Holy shit. That was, that was literally, that just happened. That was a real raw moment. It's not 2020 anymore. Do you feel like that sometimes? Like our life just hit pause on 2020? No, we're in, we're in 2022, friends. It's coming. And the question is, are you going to set a resolution like you have every other year? Or are you going to create a habit? Because here's a real easy, quick habit. I've been doing this for probably five or six years and it makes a big difference. I no longer have pajamas in my life. I do not sleep in pajamas. I do not sleep in flannels. I do not sleep in anything except workout gear. 
every single night after I shower or I get ready for bed, I am putting on workout clothing. That is what I sleep in. Because what I have found is in the morning time, I don't want to roll out the bed. I don't want to get up, brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, and then change into workout clothes. It's it's too many things. Like my mind will say, oh, well, shoot, you're not dressed. Go back to bed. No. If I'm already dressed for the workout, do you know what is a hell of a lot more likely to happen? I actually work out. It's one less excuse to create. So what happens, especially in the wintertime, like right now, is it's freezing. I don't want to just sleep in shorts and a t-shirt. So what I'm doing is I'll put on a pair of biking shorts. And then over the top of that, I will put on a pair of like joggers. So I'm warmer. And then I'll put on a t-shirt. And then over the top of that, I'll put on a hoodie. So I'm warm. I'm comfy in bed. But then the next morning... I just have to take those joggers off, take that hoodie off, and boom, I'm ready to do that workout. I'm ready to go for that run or go for that bike ride or do that strength training workout. Sleeping in workout clothes eliminates one step of a morning routine. It automatically says, girl, you're ready to go. There's no reason for you to not work out. So go ahead and do it. Now, Is it easy every morning? Absolutely not. Does it automatically guarantee that I'm going to get that workout in? No, but it is a habit. Every single night I am sleeping in workout clothes. And some of you are like, oh my God, Monica, are you sleeping in a sports bra? I am. Yep, I am. To be honest, yes. Um, Is that annoying to me? Not really. I've just kind of gotten used to it. I'm comfortable. I'm good to go. And sleeping in a sports bra feels a whole lot better than it being 8.30 in the morning, teaching my students and realizing I never did a workout today, which means after school I'm going to have to get a workout in, and then feeling bad and feeling grumpy about it. So Is sleeping in a sports bra and sleeping in workout clothes that big of a deal? No, that feels a whole lot better than the alternative. And if you've never considered sleeping in your actual workout clothes, whatever that looks like for you, consider it. It's not adding an extra step to your nightly routine because instead of putting on your normal PJs, you're putting on the workout clothes and then maybe just putting something warmer over the top of it. And then when that alarm clock sounds, you roll on out the bed and boom, you're ready to go. Teacher friends, did you know that just a few short weeks ago, I released my sixth book for educators? That's that's crazy to say, like saying that out loud feels so insane. Sixth book. And the reason why I continue writing, the reason why I continue reflecting is because I believe that we as teachers deserve awesome practical ideas in the form of books that are not boring. In fact, the title of my sixth book is 180 Days of Awesome Relationships. This is a really cool remix of a book that maybe you have already read or maybe that you've at least heard about. 180 Days of Awesome Relationships is all about celebrating every single day of connecting with kids. 
It's 180 short but sweet strategies, stories, struggles, celebrations, and successes that are going to help all of us build even better relationships next school year. If you haven't already snatched up your copy of 180 Days of Awesome Relationships, you can get that now at monicagenta.com books. That's monicagenta.com slash books. This is going to be one of the coolest, most different, most engaging, and also relational books that you have ever picked up in your life. And I'm confident it's going to make your summer sensational. Check out monicagenta.com slash books to pick up my newest read, 180 Days of Awesome Relationships. So I've got two other habits that I want to share with you so we can get to a complete list of four things. And the next one is right after I get done with my workout that I did because I slept in my workout clothes, I go and I hit that coffee button on my coffee pot. I actually have a button. I don't have one of those fancy programmable kinds of things. Mine's mine's not programmed. But I go and hit the coffee button. I don't have to get out a filter. I don't have to get out the coffee. I don't have to pour the water in because I already did that. And you know when I did that? I did that when I got home from school. See, one habit that I have is I come inside I empty out my coffee mug that I brought to school that day. I put that in the dishwasher. And then right after that, I immediately fill up the coffee pot for the next day. It's, it's habit stacking, okay? The habit is I walk in, I empty the last dribbles, right? The final drops of coffee that I didn't get to that day. And that immediately triggers a get coffee ready for the next day. And I fill that up. I put the filter in. I put the coffee grounds in. And that is done. Do you remember when, oh God, this was in the 90s. There was this like oven thing. It was an infomercial about an oven. And they always said, set it and forget it. That's exactly what this is, right? You set it and then you don't forget about it the next morning because it's already finished. It's already done. You don't have to take those extra two to three minutes in the morning to make all that happen. You hit the coffee button. Or if you're so fancy, you have it programmed and it's ready to go. But that step of the filter, the water, the coffee grounds, done. If you are one of those K-cup people, I maybe unpopular opinion I feel like k-cups taste like I'm drinking melted plastic am I alone on this literally it's why am I drinking melted plastic I prefer the good old-fashioned red Folgers Mm. the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup yes god the flashbacks from the 90s are happening right now I drink red Folgers And I'm so happy that I've prepped the coffee the night before. It's a habit. Friends, I'm sitting recording this episode right now. And I already have my coffee ready for tomorrow. It's ready to go. 
It's one less thing I have to worry about. It's one less thing that you have to worry about it. And when we tackle these things prior to the morning, we set ourselves up for morning momentum. You, you know how you win the day? You win the day by winning the morning. And you win the morning when you can eliminate as many possible things that could derail your morning. I'm a huge believer in this. And I want to share that habit with you because I don't want those two to three minutes that cause a lot of mornings to be crazy. I don't want that for us in 2022. So prep your coffee the night before. And that brings us to the final thing. Here it is. On Sunday nights, I lay out my clothes for the whole week. I am one of those people that could absolutely stand in my closet for 15 to 20 minutes every morning trying to decide what to wear. What a flippin' waste of time. Ain't nobody got time for that. So on Sunday night, which is when I have all my laundry done, because I've done laundry usually on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon after church, I then figure out what do I want to wear this week? I look at the weather, I pull up the weather on my phone, I stand in my walk-in closet with the Weather Channel app pulled up, knowing that it could change, but probably not drastically, and I figure out what do I want or need to wear for the next five days. I line those up on hangers in my closet, including the shirt or the sweater, the pants, and even the mask. I literally attach the mask that I'm going to wear to school because I color coordinate those. I attach that to the hanger and it's ready to go. So when I have woken up and done my workout because I slept in my workout clothes, I do that workout. Then I, with a little pep in my step, go and hit that coffee button. I walk back into my bedroom. I open up my closet door and I know what I'm going to wear because it's right there because it's lined up because I've already done the work. And I know some of you are like, well, my mood changes. Sometimes I don't want to, I wouldn't want to wear that. Well, get over it. You know when my mood changes is when I don't have to think about it. I really don't mind doing like sticking to this. There are some days when I'm like, oh, I would have rather worn a more comfy cardigan, but it's just there. It's ready to go. It's easy. And because our lives are surrounded by so much hard and so much complicated, I think if we can do these simple habits every single day, the stress goes down. The frustration goes down. Our time management is better. And I'm going to be honest. I'm lining jeans up a whole lot more than what I used to. We sort of, in my school district, have this unwritten, it's nowhere in like a handbook or anything about jeans. And so I used to only wear them on Friday. But I got really dark jeans now. I got really dark jeans that I think pass for potentially dress jeans. They pass for maybe even black pants. So you know I'm lining up those dress jeans. I'm using air quotes, those dress jeans more often, at least two times a week. And I'm officially wearing jeans on Friday. And I think this laying out clothes on Sunday night has been a habit that is easy, but it's also meaningful. And so friends, 
I want to kind of just do a quick recap. Setting down your cell phone and having better parameters on when you are not going to use it. Sleeping in your workout clothes in the hopes that you actually get that cardio in when you need and want to get it in. Prepping that coffee so you can smell the Folgers. You can smell the incredible scent of coffee as you're getting ready in the clothes that you set out on Sunday. These are not big things. But I do 100% believe that small things make a big difference. And what if in 2022 we're saying no thank you to resolutions, which is just the decision. And we're saying no thank you to these goals that we never hit. Because we say we're going to strive for them, but then we don't. What if we focus on these habits? Because the things that make habits different than goals or resolutions is the fact that we create them we are in control we have the power to have helpful healthy habits in our lives and I'm curious at this point of those four that you heard maybe you're like girl I'm doing all four maybe you already do some of those maybe you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of them I'm gonna commit to one of them will you do me a favor will you send me a direct message on social media and if you're listening to this past 10 p.m you know I'm not going to answer it because I'm locked out of my phone okay but whenever I have the time and whenever my phone unlocks I want to talk with you about these I'm super curious what these four healthy life habits mean for your heart and head what do they mean for you are they giving you hope for 2022 let's have some conversation on a personal level I want you to know that if 2020 was terrible and then 2021 didn't get any better and you are holding on, you're like white knuckling it into 2022 because you hope that it gets better, you know what we can replace hope with? Habits. Hope is not a strategy, but habits are. And I hope that these habits create a healthy, significant shift for you so that that way these carry over into our school life. Because I want you to know that one of the most important things that we're going to do in 2022 is make a massive impact on kids. So I want to thank you for joining me in 2021. And I want to thank you for living this teacher life in the year 2022 and beyond. 